please pick up. Hey, how you doing? Is this Tony B? Yes, it is. Tony B, how you doing? This is your brother from Long Island, Dan O'Neill. How are you? Hey, good, Dan. What's happening? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the most underrated. Actually, you know what? It might not even be the most underrated podcast anymore. I think it's. I think it's rated. Uh, podcast in real estate, but also Planet Earth, aka The Walkthrough, where each and every single week we bring on top industry professionals to talk trending topics in real estate in real time. That is my mother. Hey, mom, <laughs> let me call you right back. Thank you. My name is Dan O'Neill, and I'm the Capitan wearing the number two jersey of Brocage Media, BAM. And today we have top tier topics, but also a top tier panel, a very bright panel. Uh, if you're watching right now, I mean, my eyes are bleeding. My face actually just got cut open looking at Shane. Joining me as always uh, is my co-host, who maybe actually is even hosting today, The Traveler. Bachelor parties, weddings, speaking gigs, looking at houses every minute of every day. Mr. L10 himself, Eric the Brocage Assignment. Eric, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Mr. L10, I like that. I'm good. I was just at the Real Conference in San Diego, and tomorrow I'm flying to Canada, Toronto, for Tom Story and Matt Leonetti's Mastermind event. So mm. I am... You know, you moving get, around. You racking up those Delta points yet, or are you still using Expedia? Oh, yeah, I'm still flying Spirit. I'm sitting in the <laughs> sitting in the back, basically. I'm sitting in the bathroom. Oh my god, well, cheapest well, uh, flights possible. That's how we who's do not it. Spe- who's not sitting in the back and who's in first class? Not taking a first class up in the. We are also joined by fan favorite, leader in jersey sales as of right now, and recently officially signed as a BAM creator. Congratulations and welcome, Miss Lindsay Joe. Let's give everybody some. Hi. How are you today? You're doing great. And lastly, the content king. Uh, How are you? You're doing great. (laughs) Dan never, ever, ever lets me speak for myself in the intro. It's so rude. Lindsay, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Very happy to be here. Happy to represent for the females. You're fantastic. There we go. All right, Dan, keep going. You're on a roll. We're also joined by fan favorite who I, I just can't can't look serious. Uh, maybe the most underrated content creator, and I've been saying that for years on record. That is no disrespect at all. I've been saying that for years. Fresh out of an ice bath. Uh, I mean, straight from spirit. Uh, I mean, Halloween City. I don't even know what you the court gesture. Well, I don't know what you're supposed to be, but former Navy C, uh, no, former Navy submarine vet. Thank you for your service. Shane Bergman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing dandy. Orange. Thank you, Daniel, orange. for for the uh, raving introduction and also allowing me to answer your question. You, I how are you doing, like Lindsay? A, You're doing you great. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm never gonna hear the end of that. You look like a pumpkin beer right now, and I would. I do. It's such an awful. Like the... It's the hat. Is it the hat? You think? No, I mean it's the fact that your entire beard and head are both the same color. Oh, that... All right. Anyway, now it looks better. Today we are talking uh, how to get listings from Zillow landlords. A great article, by the way. Tony B. Tony B is back. I haven't seen the video yet. I wanted this to be a surprise. And spooky stories because, of course, it's Halloween, even though Shane dresses that way each and every single day. Shane, you don't go to your children's like school or anything or anywhere near the, <laughs> the premises, right? Do you just... I do because they actually enjoy it right now. But uh, in, in about a year, I'll, I'll lose that privilege. <laughs> yeah, you look like uh, the guy's pl- tying the balloons at the, uh, the carnival. <laughs> anyway, before we get into this, I want to know what, is, what... We already know what Shane's going to be for Halloween. What are you two? Lindsay, I will ask you first. Lindsay, what are you being for Halloween? I haven't planned it yet. What? I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Maybe a last minute Amazon purchase. Run out of time. Eric, what I'll are you going to be? My dog. 
I'm going to be Dipsy the Teletubby, I think. I think Anne's <laughs> going to dress up as Poe or Lala, and I'm going to be Dipsy the green one with that giant yeah, sphere yeah. popping out of his head. That's who I'm mm. going to be. Dipsy. Awesome. All right, well, yeah, let us thanks. know what you're going to be for Halloween <laughs> awesome. in the comments. Smash that like button. Let us know what you're wearing. And congratulations to Lindsay Joe on officially yeah. becoming a BAM creator. All right, on to topic number one. Speaking of Lindsay Joe, this amazing topic, how to turn zero landlords into listings. I never even thought of this. I don't think anybody has. So that is why yet another banger here from Lindsay. Uh, turning rental rentals on Zillow into listings. I love that it is such a unique and creative way to sp- prospect for leads. So Lindsay, the floor yeah. is yours because yeah. I always interrupt you. So the floor is yours. <laughs> Can you break this down for us? Give us some of the key points and what is working for you. Yeah. So I'm all for finding ways to generate listings without ever cold calling. And so I found that this strategy works really well for me because I never have to pick up the phone. So essentially you go on Zillow and you look for the for rent properties and then you find the rentals that are listed by the actual landlord. And on each listing, it will say listed by property owner or listed by property manager. So you just want to look for the ones that are listed by the actual property owner. And I always like to start with the last page of listings first to find the rentals that have been on the market the longest because those landlords are often feeling more pressure because their property's been sitting, they're getting nervous about making another mortgage payment. So there's an ask a question button that you can click on to send them a message. And so I will spend about two hours messaging these landlords. And so when I message them, I'm super direct and I try to highlight three things, which is one, most tenants are looking in this price point, will want a realtor who's like actually going to find them properties and then show them those properties. Two, I worry that you're missing out on the exposure that you need with being an MLS. And then three, sometimes tenants try to take advantage of landlords who list on Zillow because they assume that landlords won't check employment or criminal history or you know previous rental history. So I try to highlight the fear. And then I try to give them an offer that would be kind of silly if they didn't take. So I'll typically say, you know, I charge one month's rent to rent out a property. However, if I can't secure a tenant for your property in three weeks, I will waive my fee. And so that sentence alone really grabs their attention. And that usually is what will get me a phone call. Um, So I'll look at the comps. And then when I get on the phone with them, I'll tell them that I will only waive my fee if it's a rental price that we both agree on. And usually I'll calculate it around like $150 below what the other rentals are going for. So for example, if it's like a $2,500 rental listing, I'll say, I'm willing to waive my fee if we list it at a price that we both agree on. So I'm willing to take it on for $2,350. But we can still try your higher price at $2,500, but I just won't be able to like waive my fee after three weeks if I don't secure a tenant. Um, And a lot of times these listings, they really only need a small tweak in price like professional photos and MLS exposure. But I found that for every two rentals that I take on, usually one will sell the following year. But what's really important is that, you know, agents, what you should do is set up three calendar reminders in your phone to reach out to that landlord. So three months into the lease, six months in, and then nine months. And so you just want to make yourself the obvious choice as a realtor if they're thinking about selling. And yeah, it's super easy to target these landlords on Zillow. Every time I do this, I walk away with at least two rental listings. And then you're setting your business up for success for the following year when they list. 
people really downplay rental listings too. Uh, that's something that when I first got started, it was an, is an, an easy way to make yeah. money, especially with rental prices here. So even if you don't maybe get the listing listing, right, you're still getting a rental out of it. Shane, I just can't take you serious now, man. What, what did you think of the article? And uh, have you ever actually like thought of this or used this strategy? I, I never have. This is new to me. Um, not, no. I mean, so I think it's, uh, location specific. So where Lindsay's at, I think you probably push more rentals or there's more rental opportunity than, than where I'm at, you know, on the coast. So rentals have never really been like a focal point of my business, you know, maybe the first year or so, but I thought the approach was really clever. I like how she mentioned in the article about the motivation level. So if, if you are, you know, a landlord or you own a property and that mortgage is coming up, like, of course, your, your motivation level is going to be high. I was a little bit concerned about like the waiving of the fee because I, I guess if like you don't, if you waive your fee and still pay for photography, it seems like a, a negligent, like it's a loss. So I don't, I guess I didn't understand how you make yeah. money on a, on a rental. I'm sure that, you know, you get compensated if you maybe bring the the tenant. So there was probably that aspect there. So um, I think, you know, summary, it was really good approach. Um, I like the motivation level of, of how you find the, the, um, the landlords on there. I thought your scripting was really tight and candid and right to the point. And, and I, I'm sure you get responses because of your direct approach. Eric, what'd you think? If, if you were a uh, rental landlord, would you actually, if you were an agent, would you be doing these activities? I mean, yeah, anything to avoid cold calling for sure. And I think but, Lindsay probably waives the fee because she knows she might get a listing out of it in the next year. Right, Lindsay? Yeah. And I've never actually, I've never actually had to waive my fee. So anytime you say like, you know, I can try the, we can still try your higher price, but you know, I can't waive my fee if we go lower, they always want to just try for that higher price. So I've never actually had to waive my fee in seven years. It's just that language that gets them excited to talk to you on the phone. Yeah. I I think right now too. And why I love this so much, Lindsay, is there's just so many there's so many ways to get right now is the best time to get creative and, and, and become, you know, get, get unique. Right. So, um, I just left Tom Ferry. That's why I'm late. So I'm sealing this, uh, from him. And I actually have a couple of things that I want to put in here. If, if Haley will allow me, she's saying that Eric probably won't let it, but we could always cut it out. Anyway, Tom Ferry's, uh, slide said, what worked, what has worked historically? Uh, where have I generated listings? Um, and where am I placing all my marketing bets? Where are the most likely places to find sellers? Past clients, your geographic farming, mm-hmm. all of these different things, right? And we can pop these up in a second. So really harping and tracking and measuring where you're getting your, your, your leads or your listings from. But more importantly, I thought this was incredible from Jason Cassidy, Jimmy Mack, and Lisa. They've all tested and tried this out, right? Here's a strategy from mm-hmm. Zillow. What they're doing is they are screenshotting uh, consumers, um, you know, their, their estimate, right? Like the picture of their home on Zillow. They're screenshotting it with this estimate that is always wrong. Shout out to Zillow. I love you guys, but always wrong. And right away, they're sending the screenshot along with a text saying something like, hey, so-and-so, if I offered you more than 15% above what your estimate would be, would you would you sell? Or, hey, we saw that this is your estimate, but in reality, Zillow has it wrong. Here's the proper number. Would you like more information on what the real value really is? Because everybody wants to know baby boomer or silent generation, right? So 90 years old to 20 years old. But vice versa, they always everyone wants to know how much equity they're sitting on, right? Because that's that's majority of their money. Uh, another uh, example here from Jimmy Mackin, and this has been absolutely crushing. The subject line of this email, again, screenshot to email now, is name your price. Hi Jimmy, could you finish the sentence for me? If I could sell my house for blank, would would you list like would you list your home this fall? If I could get you blank, would you sell? Or in in, in what world? you know, what a number makes sense for you to sell. And everybody says some crazy number, but still having conversations, still getting information. And when that time comes, there you go. 
Um, yeah, that's a guaranteed response for an email. That's brilliant by Jimmy Mack. And, and then also, yeah. I like the fact of sending this estimate to the clients as opposed to them looking it up on their own, which we know they're 100% doing. So mm -hmm. that's super proactive. I love both those tactics. Look at this, guys. Going what? tactical on the first the first topic here. We're, we're, we're getting we're getting real tactical. And, and yeah. the last part, too, Jimmy uh, was mentioning basically just reaching out to everybody and saying, hey, listen, if, if let's say there's a, your house is $700,000, right? If I were to give you $1.1 million, would you put your house on the market? Probably, right? 38% of Americans right now are living with no mortgage. 38%, no mortgage. That means that they could probably downsize. They could probably go down south. They could probably, go, well, for me, go down south, right? They could probably move. 38%. The amount of people that are in the silent generation, right? The 70s, 75, 80 years old, they maybe want to go down to a condo. We should be reaching out to all of those people. The people that bought in 2018, 2019 that are sitting on two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars worth of equity, those are the people that we should be reaching out to because 72% of them uh, were either unhappy with their purchase or their agent, or they were unhappy with the fact that they had to settle for a smaller house, a different school district, whatever it may be. So now is the best time to get creative. And Lindsay Gerald, this is an incredible article, yet again, setting the standard here. You are setting the standard. That any Every final week. Thought? Shane, you looked like you were about to say something intriguing. His head's going to fall. <laughs> no, uh, it actually, when, when I was reading that article, it made me think of um, something. And I don't know if your MLSs demonstrate this. So in our MLS, you um, when if it's a full service listing, it's, it has to be indicated on the listing. If it's a partial or limited service listing, that's also on there. So something that we've done is what you is can actually... What's that? Yeah, for people that don't. Uh, okay, uh, so limited service is like MLS entry only, where the the seller yeah. does not have any representation. So so they just pay a company a flat fee of five hundred bucks to put it on the MLS, and they have it's a FISBO on the MLS. Mm -hmm. So well, what we so can. Yeah, so you actually have that like on your MLS where you can you can sort by that. Yes, correct. So what I do is I have a search saved up for properties that are all limited service. And those limited service listings actually showcase the seller's number and their contact information because that's how you set up showings. So something I've done is I've audited the listing and then you know added them to my uh, CRM as a, as a touch point, kind of like a prospecting measurement is, is how I do it. So her article made me think of that just on the sales side versus kind of like the rental landlord um, prospecting side. I so if you're in a market where that. you can, if you're in a market, so I know Space Coast. So that's our MLS here. I don't know if Orlando has it or other places, but if you can filter it based on the service that the, the seller has hired and you have limited service or MLS entry only, like that is something that I would definitely look into and then start having conversations. So three clever ways to get more listings right there. I love it. Welcome back. I, I, I would, I would be sorting through my MLS every single day mm -hmm. and just calling those people and trying to get those listings. I mean, that, that's how one of the first ways I ever um, started to get listings. All right. Great job, everybody. Look at us getting tactical, huh? Great yep. job, Lindsay. Great job, Eric. Shane, you look incredible. <laughs> uh, incredibly funny. <laughs> All right. Anyway, topic number two, Tony B. Tony B is back. This guy is just absolute electric factory. And I haven't seen this video yet because I wanted it to be surprised. Eric and I, I think I sent this to like Tony B to Eric a very long time ago. He is blown up. This guy is the best marketer maybe in the business and it's so unintentional and so genuine and apparently eric sent, sent yeah. this over i haven't watched it yet let it me, is just a commercial yeah so let me tee this up this guy tony b if you guys don't know him his name is anthony berdano berdando is his real name he's a staten island realtor um island wide realty you may have heard of him he always talks about his phone number and he talks like he's kind of you know in the mob basically is his accent he's hilarious and he went super he's viral multiple times for just being unbelievably authentic in his marketing 
And then now he came out with a professional video about the island-wide realty business. So let's watch it and then react to it. And I'm pretty sure like a market, like wait. he paid a marketing company to do this, but it's yeah. so good. It's really well 7,000 shares. I can't, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Oh my God. Across the water, there's an island, a great <laughs> island, a Staten Island. If you want to buy, sell, rent on that island, you call me. Tony B, Island Wide Realty, 718-447-2100. We turn your dreams into reality and your reality into dreams. It's my business to turn this vacant lot into your business. Thank you. And this duplex by the bridge into your duplex by the bridge. Good man, Tony B. And he has been since the day he was born. Congratulations, it's uh, the man. Tony B, here, Island Wide Realty. 718-447-2100. Hey, Doc, I have a great building for you. Mixed shoes, two family house in the back. This is the place you want to be, because it's got everything. You want great Italian food? Cielos. This is where I come every morning for my espresso. If you like Tony B's hair, you come down and you see Andy. Come on down. For the best breakfast, you come see Mike at the Emporium Deli. No, you're not in Italy. It looks like it, right? You're in Staten Island. Staten Italy, they call it. <laughs> I love Staten Island. I love selling buildings. Give us a call. Island Wide Realty, 718-447-2100. Hey, wait. I use both here. Don't overthink it. It's a commercial. Let's do the arm thing. I'm, I can't even move my arms. I'm wrapped up like a granoli. We also sell shirts and hats. Very comfortable. Oh my God. Very comfortable. TonyBeHere.com selling merchandise now. How good was that? I'm... Dan, are you, are you speechless? I, uh, yeah, because I, I, at first I was, I was like going to make it like in my head. I'm like, all right, Tony B's gone Hollywood. Yeah. That, I mean, the social proof, the restaurants, the, the quality of that video. I mean, the production, yeah. the mini me. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely like, I'm like genuinely speechless. That was so good. It, it kept the authenticity of Tony B. And just like you said, he throws, he shows his entire community. And part of the Tony B story, if you follow his, his Instagram is he's going in all those shops. So he's introducing you to his barber. He's always in that coffee shop. He's going to that Italian place. So these people have kind of become mini characters in the Tony B ecosystem. So it is like watching a reality show with him. And he stayed true to exactly what he's doing, which is kind of that awkward delivery, but so authentic. The guy says his phone number every five seconds, like it's some the infomercial in the, in the late 90s. And mm -hmm. he still had the same delivery. I loved it. I thought I thought it was hilarious. That thing is at 7,000 views. And Tony B's do you, at do you think he's an actor? Do you think he's like an actor? Like this he seems like he's got to be an in, industry plant at this point because it, it's just too good. <laughs> I wonder what his real estate sales. They they must have absolutely exploded since he started mm -hmm. doing this because we can't even get him on the phone. Remember Dan? We tried. Yeah, remember we times. remember we did once after like weeks of trying and, and it was yeah. kind of like yeah yeah just call 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 back at nine one seven three three. Yeah, remember? Exactly. And that it's was like it. we're talking to you right now. <laughs> yeah. We need to call you back. We tried to get him on the show. We tried to explain. I was like, yeah, we're with the broke agent. Like. You know, we love what you're doing. We promote you on our show, The Walkthrough. He had absolutely no idea what we were talking about, which I respected even more, to be honest. I yeah. love that about him. Wow. Shane, what do you think about this?
No, man, I think you nailed it, dude. He's kept his his brand, which I think is great. Like that awkward kind of not comfortable in front of camera, but like funny as hell. And like, I think a lot of people relate to it. Uh, I felt like the edit was really tight. Like I was uh, trying to look for flaws in the the way that they did the mini me. And uh, yeah, man, that was perfect. really, really good. Like that was just a clean, funny thing I didn't expect. Um, the, the tonality is light, but it's like professional and it's quirky. Like it's, it's just it's really well done. He just keeps going viral. The, the comedic timing of what he does is so perfect too because yeah. the way they edit the videos, they're non-edited. So we're teaching everybody, you know, quick hook. If you watch a Shane Bergman video, you know that in the first two seconds, like it's going to be edited perfect or yeah. the video is going to shake or there's going to be like some sound to it to capture people's attention. Tony B will stand there for like three seconds and then kind of just like <laughs> lift out his arm and then like give his phone number and talk about some bridge he's going to sell you. And then the video doesn't even end at the end there. There's like and another I, two seconds. of. thought it was so You hear somebody so say good. three, two, one, and then he, he just sits there and he's exactly. like, Hey, Tony B. Lindsay, what, what did you think about uh, Staten Italy? Yeah. He called it Staten. Yeah. I love Tony Staten B. Italy. I always like tell Dan that he is Tony B in 30 years. <laughs> I love the so video, lucky. though. Like, there are so many awkward pauses in the commercial, which normally makes me kind of cringe. But for some reason, it really kept my attention the whole time. I think that he's really leaning into this character. And then, you know, when I think of Tony B, I think of Staten Island. So it's clearly working from a branding perspective. I think all agents should always try to align their brand with the area that they service. You want to be constantly hitting people with that information so that they remember you for referrals. Like with Dan, like I know you're in Long Island and now Sarasota. It's like all I've been seeing on your Instagram for fucking months but it's smart it's smart because it now i associate that area with dan and he's top of mind for referrals so i think we can all learn something from tony b i like this video a lot i think he's like low-key a marketing genius and also i love that he's diversifying his income with his merch line like i know i, I, wanna, yeah, I forgot about oh, yeah. that, it, oh that man. his merch is good um also, like he goes into these coffee shops and he's not necessarily like interviewing the owner, right? It's just him sitting there and it's him talking about the coffee shop and then the camera will pan to the guy and they clearly have a, a good relationship. So mm -hmm. he's just building these characters and creating this reality show on it. It's just so good. Do you, do you even think that they're, I don't even think they're characters. Like I, I genuinely, I mean, well, after real. that video, I don't know. Like he's clearly an actor from where, from when he started. And I'm not sure if he's done any professional content, but number one, like you got to give a shout out to that video production team because yeah. that video is also like very self-aware, right? You know, like he, he was like making fun of himself and in, in many of those like cases. Um, I think that was, again, the first actual like high quality production video he's done. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I've been studying his Instagram. I love yep. the callbacks. The callbacks are just uh, like, Unbelievable, right? This building, you could make another 10, two buildings over here. I'll sell you that yeah. one, that one, and this one, and that one. Uh, he's got to be famous in, in, in Staten Island now. I mean, Staten Island's sure. not that big. He's got to be famous. And yeah. um, <laughs> I just love that he practiced what we've always preached. Every video that he used to make had social proof, whether it was like a seller that he was shaking his hand, a restaurant, uh, a, a, a tour of an area. Mm -hmm. Everything that we, like, that we always say to do, he, he did it and like, was not looking for reviews or fame or anything. Now he's got a merch line, and I'm gonna go buy a fucking. I'm gonna go buy a hat. I have to. <laughs> this Dang. might be the only realtor merch that I purchase, besides when Me Dan too. comes out with more yeah, merch at some point. Yeah. Shout out to Tony B, man. I mean, not, sure. now this guy's Legend. got a, probably an agent. Scooter Braun's probably representing him now. I mean, we probably can't even get a hold of him. So I know this. I could see this guy like actually making appearances in TV shows at some point because I'm he's just so him. authentically that like New York. You call him right now. I'm gonna call him right now. Yeah, let's yeah, see let's if we can get this guy. Islandwide Realty. I mean, he says his number 15 times. I know, but I didn't have it memorized. Haley, play I, the I'm video again. He, 
he says it in the first two seconds. I got it right. So we're we're not on. doxing him. Come on. He's got, he's got 19 reviews. We got to get those up. Come on, Tony. Practice what we preach here, baby. Please pick up. Hey, how you doing? Is this Tony B? Yes, it is. Tony B, how you doing? This is your brother from Long Island, Dan O'Neill. How are you? Not much. We are just on the. Uh, we're live here on the walkthrough podcast with the Broke Agent and Broke Agent Media. We just watched your commercial. We've been big fans for a long time. We just wanted to say that you're the man. We appreciate all the content that you're doing, and uh, we hope to have you on the show one day. And if I have any any uh, referrals up to uh, Staten, Staten, Italy, they're, they're coming straight to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. I really, I mean that. All right, we're we're gonna grab some merch. All right. God bless you, Tony. B. you're the man. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Later. Incredible. Celebrity. Pick, wow. Picked up first try too. That's awesome. Wow. That's another thing agents would take. He's picking up the landline. <laughs> yeah. It was the landline number. Jeez. This guy does everything. Wow, I can't believe we got the, what an episode. We're so cool one. too. He didn't even Unreal. say what's the walkthrough podcast. What do you mean you're live? Just straight up just <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I'll see you later. Yeah. Like just don't bother me. Let me just keep doing business. The guy's the man. Tony wow. B, we love you. Everybody follow island underscore wide underscore realty. Let's get this guy to 50,000 followers if you're watching this He's episode. He's third. Yeah. I mean, this guy is blowing up nonstop. I can't believe we just got him. Wow, that's just, what, that's I, what an episode. <laughs> great We're job. Him, huh? Good job, Dan, on that. On that yeah, call, great dude. job. Appreciate that. All right. Shout out to Tony B. Uh, do us a favor. Throw us a like and comment. I mean, we just got Tony B on the phone and that, that fast. I mean, maybe because I got the 631 number. Maybe he knows the family. Mm. You know what I mean? In yeah, Staten exactly. Island, Long Island. <laughs> uh, Eric, uh, well, speaking of the best marketers in the world or in this industry, yeah. I mean, if you want to learn how to be like Tony B, you got to join BAMX, of course. This is the number one community and course platform, edutainment, the best trainings. We have a biweekly mastermind in real estate history. Use code walkthrough for 10% off. It's a cup of coffee a month. By the way, prices will be going up at the end of the year because we realize this is just ridiculously cheap for the amount of courses and trainings and masterminds we're offering. So use code walkthrough. There's a link down in the description. Be like Tony B and join the community. All right, Dan, we got a big one here for the next one. We're talking spooky Halloween stories. I mean, that's hard, this is hard to, to beat. This, 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 is hard, this is hard to beat. This is really hard to beat here. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to follow Tony B, but I, I did read a couple on Reddit about some scary things that happened during showings, and maybe in post-production we could have a little spooky music going on where I'm going to read these. Ooh. So I'm going to read two stories, and then I'm going to kick it to Lindsay, Shane, and Dan, see if you have any spooky stories in the Halloween fashion. All right, you ready for this one? This one's kind of creepy. It's from Floofy Orange Cat four years ago on Reddit. When we were buying for ourselves eight years ago, we went into a home that, although I can't fully explain it, definitely had some malignant evil vibes going on. We walked in through the garage into the living dining area and literally noped right out on of there, right out of there. Never saw anything bad because the awfulness was so strong. I couldn't stay inside any longer. Then it took me to say no to come back. Whoever wrote this um, can't speak English. On, I just checked Reddit. back. Okay. You're not yeah, on you're right. you know what, that, that was not a good one. Here we go. Here we go. Forget yeah, yeah. that one. We'll cut that one yeah, out. Yeah. All right. This one's actually extremely creepy. In 2016, I sold a home that always gave me a creepy feeling anytime I went there during showings or inspections. It's really hard to explain, but the, pace, the place just had a cold and empty feel that made the, the hair on my arms stand up. The buyers were a younger couple in their 20s. It was all that was available in the area at the time that and it met their budget and checked most of the boxes for them. Again, this is Reddit, so the language is all over the place. About a year after closing, the husband hung himself in the shed out back, was discovered by one of his children. Absolutely horrible, and it was nauseating when I heard about it. 
A few months passed and his widow had messaged me regarding mortgage questions. She told me that leading up to his passing, a lot of strange things had begun happening in the home. And even before he took his life was convinced the house was haunted. The neighbors told her the previous owners were in witchcraft. So if you believe in all of that, I guess there's other layers to oh, the wow. onion. So that is pretty creepy. This one's even creepier, Dan. You ready for this? Dan, you there? I can't I'm, see I'm ready it. so long as you all can right. read it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I was doing an open house at a house I knew the owner had passed away naturally in, so I didn't think anything of it. So about halfway through the open house, some lady walks in and immediately goes, someone died in here recently and I can feel him. Then she walks around talking about his energy and how he feels for the next 10 minutes. Then as she's leaving, she tells me that he's sitting in the chair next to me and doesn't appreciate me being in his house. I sat outside and just sent people to the rest of the open house. So somebody saw and felt the energy of the formerly passed away seller. So the, pretty. So she saw the ghost right on the there. couch. Left. Someone, let someone randomly in walked into the open house, said someone died in this house. And then she said, I feel his energy. He's sitting right next to you and he doesn't appreciate you being in his house. Scary ass shit. No. So if you want to go on I'm Reddit, there's. Yeah. If you want to go on Reddit, by the way, there is a deep hole of haunted showings and agents experiencing paranormal activity. So you should check it out. Go ahead, Lindsay. Um, do you believe in this stuff? Yes, 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 yes. I've seen it. Yeah. And The Conjuring, uh, Sam and Colby on YouTube, go watch it. Uh, came out last night. Yes, yes, and yes. Do you? Yeah. Eric? <laughs> no. You don't? Not really, no. I mean, I, I believe that maybe that person who walked in knew that there was a death mm -hmm. in the house. It's, it could have been a neighbor and knew the person died in the house and maybe was into some kind of weird uh, witchcraft type of thing and just said like, all right, I can feel this person's energy and just said that. There's an explanation for all these things. Okay. I, I have my story. I I'm let Shane yeah, go tell first. Me then, then explain. No, no. I want Shane to go first because he's an orange and then I'm going to share mine and then you give me the explanation. <laughs> All right, sure. Um, okay, yeah. So last year, so last year I was doing a lot of video tours, and um, which was like I would go, I'd film, and then upload it to YouTube. And I go in this house on the beach, and um, like everything about driving in the neighborhood seems really familiar. And I get in the home, and, and the placement of everything seemed familiar. And then it dawned on me that it was like my former. I used to go to this guy as a chiropractor, and he would adjust me in his house. Um, but he killed himself, and it was in that property, and it, it all like hit me. And I was like, holy shit, this was Larry's house. And uh, I had uploaded the video and sent it to my clients. And even before I could kind of tell them like, hey, this guy killed himself, she wrote me back. She's like, there's something really off about that property. She's like, the energy is so off. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I cannot make a move on it. And then I told her, I was like, yo, like, I know the guy that lived there. He was my chiropractor. It's this whole other story, but he killed himself in the living room um, of that house. And it was like the wildest thing ever. And it was one of those like, it was, it's probably the most bizarre situation I've had as far as like any paranormal stuff going on, but she could read that energy. She caught onto it through a video, which I thought was incredible. Ooh. And it's one of those things that still like haunts me that I was in that house and, and I don't even think the people that were selling it, like had any disclosures about it and they didn't even let it public, like publicly known. It was really kind of a fucked up situation. Yeah. That's creepy that she could feel it just she through knew the it, video man. of the house, yeah. through the pictures. So, so bizarre. Dan, real quick. There's another one on Reddit. Um, where someone says that the buyers could straight up feel the energy in the house and that one room was significantly colder than the others for no reason and that every buyer felt that and the house didn't sell because of how creepy the house was and that it had just like horrific energy. Anytime someone walked into this house, they would leave it immediately. All right, Dan, tell your tell your story. <clears throat> I didn't write this down either. Uh, this is coming from, from my head. I've actually, I've talked about this before. 
one of the first houses I ever sold. My father uh, flipped it. Horrible idea. So we bought it at the uh, at auction, or he bought it, I should say. And uh, we all had these. We never spoke about it. My father is very, very religious. We all never said anything to each other. I was just showing the house, seeing things. Right? I'm not going to tell my dad. He's going to think I'm a lunatic. There was writings on the wall that were just really, really, really weird. Upside down crosses. Immediately felt we were going into the first time I ever went in there. I said something to everybody, and they're like, oh, "Okay, man, like you're brand new." So things started to happen. So every time I would do a showing, I would go there and. Like I would be downstairs and the doorbell would ring or somebody would knock on the door and I'd go outside and nobody's there. So I'm like, okay, maybe neighbors pranking me or something, right? I got so spooked because this happened maybe like seven or eight times. Lights would fly, turn off, like gender, like everything just done. Sink would be on. Or I'm sorry, not the sink. Like uh, the fridge would just turn off. So I started door knocking around the neighborhood. Everyone's police, right? Like there's no kids that are messing with me. So I'm like, all right, well, I got so scared that I started, I refused to show the house now in the dark. So if it was like past five o'clock, I wouldn't go in and turn the lights on. I'd wait for the people to come in with me, and then I would turn them on as we got there. It got so bad. The refrigerator ke- like kept unplugging. The- nobody was allowed to go show the house unless I was there. Like it was a no lockbox. I had the key. Who's unplugging? Like I was, I wasn't unplugging the refrigerator. Happened, mm-hmm. and then it would, it would, it would smell. It's multiple, multiple times. It gets way worse. So finally, so I'm experiencing all these things. I don't say a word. There's one room in specific, and we found like a hidden camera in one of the walls, which is so weird. One room in specific, you could, you like, I, I would feel sick. Like, I would almost want to, like, throw up every time I'd walk in. I could, can't explain it. So, long story short, uh, it, it, as it turns out, uh, we continue to show the house. My dad doesn't say anything. I don't say anything. The contractor doesn't say anything. We're finally all sitting there, and uh, we see it's my father, myself, and the contractor out by the front uh, stoop kind of area, and we could see through to the backyard. The contractor is in the backyard, right? He runs out to where we are and goes, how the hell did you guys get there so fast? Like, what are you talking about? He goes, I just saw you washing dishes at the sink. We're like, buddy, the sink's not mm-hmm. even installed yet. What the hell are you talking about? He quit. He's like, I saw somebody while he quit. We never saw the guy again. So now we're all sitting there and I'm like, I tell my dad, my dad starts telling me who's very religious that he would be downstairs and he was so sick of it that he was like, you know what? F you, you want me? Like, come get me. So it gets even worse. We find out that that room Right, I'm showing it now in a pregnant the room woman. that made you feel sick. Yes, a pregnant woman. Okay, she's sitting you're showing there a pregnant woman, pregnant woman and her husband. Okay. And she yeah. she goes like this. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a 4200. She goes, did anybody pass away here? So I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, do you know? She's like, oh, God, I don't know. something's not right. They leave. So now I'm like, all right, something's not right. I find out in that room that somebody unfortunately hung themselves. It was a kid, he was you know, 19 year old kid. Turns out he was actually like my age at the time too, from, from a rival high school. It was his room and uh, some of the writings, now that I look back on the photos of it, like had some really crazy, crazy shit on it. But the fact that the pregnant woman didn't know, right, just went, Ooh. Like she's like, oh yeah, is this PVC fencing? Ooh, what the heck? <laughs> then my dad starts telling me his side, then the contractor, right? So now we're all sharing our stories. The worst part about it, not the fact that it sold five times in two years, 11 Kensington Way in Port Jeff Station. Sold five times in two years. Five times, two years. Yeah. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. It's even worse is the day that we finally were about to sell it for the, like, finally sell it. I opened the door for the final inspection, and the entire f- ceiling is caved in. Because the day prior, wow. the plumber drilled a pipe or something and let it run, and my dad didn't have the proper insurance, whatever it might have been, flooded the entire house. I'm like, hey, congratulations, guys. Like, I don't even want to open the door. I'm like, hey, congratulations, guys. I opened the front door, like the front door and the entire ceiling is literally in the, in the kitchen. So I was like, you know what? 
fuck this house. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. It's on you guys. So you can't tell, like, can't make that up. I didn't write that down. That's a true, honest to God story. I can call my dad right now. 11 Kensington Way. (laughs) Go haunted. Feel bad for people that own it. Creepy. I'm getting scared just talking about this. I, I feel know. like someone's gonna I feel like someone's yeah. gonna pop out of that closet behind me, that room, and come in and just like cut my head off or something while I'm t- telling people I don't believe in it. So well, I, I just think that that person probably was his childhood home, probably didn't want us to sell it. I don't think he was doing anything malicious, right? He didn't do anything crazy, but he was doing like little things like, you know, knocking on the door, doorbell, maybe the refrigerator, right? Like, how could that possibly? Mm. You know, you don't walk past a refrigerator and trip, right? And not knock the entire court out. All the, my dad is very religious. He said that he was like, he would be sitting there and you would hear his door slam shut. Like, and my dad would literally like, he was so fed up with it. that he was like, you know what? Fuck, come get, come get me. (laughs) That's how bad it was. Like I'm telling you. There is something super eerie and creepy about being a realtor and showing vacant homes and setting up for an open house in someone else's house. Like, because you know, there are probably cameras. You don't know what the sellers have done. You don't know if they're still there. You don't know if there's, you know, someone else in a room. Like it, it is extremely creepy. Like you don't know the the nuances and the creaks and everything of a house until you've, you know, sat in it for three hours at a time on like open houses. Like because houses do settle and make noises, of course. But when you haven't experienced yeah, that there, for the first time, you're sitting in there just by There's yourself. a difference between ready. All right, you tell me if you hear this. Ready? Right? Door creaking or if you hear this. Right. Dan, you were unhinged. You were unhinged. <laughs> you hear the second one? Because that, that, that was what it sounded like. All right. So th- there's a big yeah, difference. Like between, an angry door slam. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah. Like, get out. Bow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm telling you, if you ever go in a house, and I don't know if anyone that's listening has felt this, I, I wanted to throw up. I, I can't explain it. Like, I felt sick. Yeah. It's, it's the true. temperature difference thing is, is always creepy to me, too, because that's what everyone says is the sign of paranormal activity is if it gets really cold in a specific room or just the windows open. Right. You know, I think yeah. that could be an explanation. Well, no windows. Well. Just not throttled yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah exactly. No that's why that window was cold in that Reddit post or that room is cold because the window yeah, was open. They didn't the get their ducks time. checked out. They probably had a small duck going in that room and it was just being <laughs> choked off from the, the plenum. Sir, it's 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 freezing in this room. All the windows. Yeah, are closed. Lindsay, have you had any paranormal that activity stuff during showings or anything? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, me neither. Not I'm really hoping that nothing like this ever happens to me because it's it's haunting shit, and yeah. I don't think I'd be able. to. I, I know people that that live in haunted houses. Yeah. Really? Intentionally. Yeah. Like they they, like, they like bought they, it intentionally for that. Uh, some, some knew, uh, about it and they just didn't care. And then others purchased and like have found out information, uh, throughout the, Eric, you probably know who, uh, Jersey Jerry is Barstool. He he talks about it. You know, he bought that dentist's house in the basement and it like super haunted. I'm telling you, everybody that's watching this, this is not even real estate related. Well, I guess, I guess it kind of is. Go watch the Sam and Colby YouTube video uh, about the conjuring. They spent seven days there. It's an hour long, hour and 20 minute long. Like it was actually in the cinemas came out last night. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to do it as soon as I'm done with work tonight. But apparently it is so good that their YouTubers got picked up by, you know, TV, whatever. What's the movie theater now? AMC Lowe's, whatever it is. Yeah. I know who they Sam and Colby are. They, yeah. They have an entire YouTube channel about going to places where there's supposed paranormal activity. They film everything. It is one of the creepiest watches. If you're sitting alone at night and you want to get super rattled, Throw that on for two hours and you will be in a different. Have you seen the movie Smile? Oh, it's no. great. That's so scary up. and good. That that was this that that's the scariest movie I've seen. And oh it rattled God. me for like weeks after. Like same. You, you know what? Dude, uh, 
Yeah, it, it fucked with me. And there's been some. I've watched some some shit, and that movie top of the list, man. Dude, yeah. that scene. I, I can't tell the story. Scene. I'll tell you guys offline because I'll get I'll get sued for defamation. But I had something similar to my buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't. I'll get in trouble. But uh, I don't like this. Yeah, Shane, that scene where it's just. <laughs> Shane, Shane, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do, man. I really am. Yeah. You're scared. You can't even watch me do it. Where he goes, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where she knocks knocks on the window. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. Movie's fucked up. All right. That door's gonna open behind me. I know it is. It Lindsay, is. oh my god! Eric. Cover up that mirror behind you too. I don't want to look at that mirror. I feel like I'm going to see. Imagine something. seeing a face in that. that I'm so scared oh right god. now. Imagine seeing funny. this. Imagine seeing the smile face in that mirror right now. I, you guys I should watch that movie. You won't sleep for. Oh, weeks. that movie is unbelievable. Let us know in the comments if any of you have experienced anything creepy or paranormal at a showing. I'm sure there's. It exists. A lot of people. Don't, I mean, it does. Look, go on the. I'm Reddit sure if you posted a clip crazy. like this on Bam as opposed to Reddit, right? You would probably have so the comments would go. This actually probably go viral. Guarantee it. Hopefully, we're gonna. I'll do it. We're trying, like Tony B. Uh, real quick, <laughs> if you had to give out Halloween candy at your open house. What candy would you give out, Dan? I'm going to go last. Okay. Lindsay? Bite-sized Snickers. Smart. I think that's the number one requested one on on Google in terms of like most popular candies. Shane, what about you? Um, I would get something that I like to eat. So I, I like Sour Patch Kids a lot and Starburst. So I would yeah. go go probably Sour Patch first and then I, I would eat them as well. Yeah, I was thinking Sour Patch Kids also. Dan, what about you? Smarties? I, I had to sell my house. Rope. Uh, Go-Gurt? Smarties. Imagine just giving out go and watching people just slurp fruit? up. He's the guy that gives it like a bag of fruit. No, yeah. no, no. I, I don't eat fruit. And those are the only three candies except for Kit Kat bars that I, Eric just uh, mentioned that I like. But uh, I, I like actually Kit sold Kat my bars. house because my, my neighborhood was like the go-to place for the kids to go trick-or-treating. And I didn't know. So they my neighbors warned me like, hey, man, you got a lot of trick-or-treaters. I got like nine bags of candy. I was wiped out within like a, literally 30 minutes. And yeah. I'd sit, I had to sit in my house with the lights off with like a bowl, a fake bowl outside, pretending like all, one kid stole it all. And people were just knocking on my door for like eight hours. I, I but you had to had sell your house because of that? Halloween's one yeah. day. <laughs> I, I, this is happening every of, single one day. One of the reasons. One That's of it. the reasons. I'm out of here. Yeah. This is crazy. Every day on October 31st from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock, there's like three kids knocking at my door. This is insanity. I need to get the hell out of here. More, more to the story, but yes, I was you know 27 years old living in a neighborhood, a cul-de-sac with you know everyone's trick-or-treating in. You know, I'm yeah, playing yeah. catch with like a 12-year-old next door just because I wanted to have to play catch, and now I look like the neighborhood pervert with my lights down. You know, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was haunted, and it was haunted. <laughs> I would also. give out Kit Kat bars. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let us know. Speaking of, speaking of neighborhood, speaking neighborhood. Of neighborhood. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. What were you going to say? Nothing. I'm going to I'm gonna retract what I said. Speaking of absolute legends, we have a Chris Benjamin article coming up right now, correct? Yes, we do. Chris Benjamin is an absolute legend, and he yes. wrote a great article on BAM about a surprise hack that unlocks productivity while simultaneously creating content. So, Haley, if we could pull this up, he has an entire video on this. But basically what he does is it. he sets his phone up in time-lapse mode and on do not disturb mode. So not only is he not checking his phone, going on Twitter every five seconds, reading creepy posts on Reddit while he's doing his work, he's actually just filming himself, right? So when he's at his computer, when he's making calls, when he's at showings, if the clients allow for it to happen. So that way he has a bunch of B-roll footage that he could actually put in his content 
and he's not getting distracted while he's doing his work. So let's watch this video by Chris Benjamin. This is the number one reason I'm making time-lapse videos and it's not what you think. If you didn't know already, one of the iPhone features built in is time-lapse. What it does is take like a gazillion photos every second, put them together into a short video called the time-lapse. Yes, it makes a beautiful piece of content. Yes, it is very cool, but it's not why I am making them. This is why. When I set my iPhone on a tripod with the time-lapse feature, it takes the phone out of my hand. It allows me to document what it is that I'm working on, but more importantly than document it, it allows me to get into that deep work mindset so that I'm not distracted by my phone. So my first tip is put your phone on do not disturb. Don't let yourself get distracted by other people. Number two, the time-lapse is like a content creator's Pomodoro technique. It allows you to get into deep work for 20 minutes, take a break for five, get back to it for 20 minutes, which you will find makes you way more efficient. So I simply put the camera on a tripod, I put my phone on do not disturb, I click time-lapse, and I begin jumping into anything that I'm doing. I do this when I'm prospecting, I do this when I'm recording content, I do this if I'm in an appointment and the client is okay with the camera sitting in the corner. It allows me to document what's happening, but more importantly, it really allows me to get into deep work and concentration. I'm curious what you guys are doing to get into deep work, so let me know in the comments, send me a DM, and if you found this video helpful, share this email newsletter with somebody you know. Genius move by Chris Benjamin. Set your video to time-lapse. Shane, do you ever do this? You get some time-lapse videos, you can put captions on it. I see a lot of people, Haley from Coffee and Contracts does it. So it's basically yeah. just turning a text-based uh, video into a reel. I do it a lot on my stories, um, like I, my cold plunge, right? That's a time-lapse of it and sometimes my workout yeah. routine. And, and uh, I love productivity hacks and I think Chris nailed it on that because he brought up really good points. The phone's not around you, so you're not, you know, tantalized to, to use it. But there was a component that he didn't mention that uh, made me think of because like anytime I've noticed if I'm filming a workout or, or something like I know the camera's on and so – there's a there's a there's something in my mind that makes me want to you know be stronger or do better or, or whatever it is or perform a little bit better and I think that is a little subtle move that people do when they know the camera is on and they know you're they're being recorded so he had said in that video that sometimes he'll go on an appointment and set it up as a time lapse and then go through that appointment and I was like man if I was on a listing appointment and I knew it was being recorded like I'd be on my shit so I love that aspect of it so I do think there's a component of that as well but from a productivity standpoint you're not distracted by your phone I mean he, he nailed it yeah Lindsay, you ever fuck with time lapse videos it's not, using, it's not using that as the hook Haley. <laughs> <laughs> i do i do i like this tip a lot i feel like i'm like the queen of starting something and then i just get distracted by like a million texts coming in so i've started to put my phone on dnd when i'm working on something important but i like this idea of just like setting up your phone on a tripod and then you have content for your reels too so yeah Time lapses are cool. I would love to see a time lapse of Dan O'Neill in his office or just in his house and just whatever psychotic stuff is going on with him and his dog, Ernie. That would be, I would watch that. I would put that on the big screen. <laughs> Could you imagine just a time lapse of Dan's entire day? Of just, I feel no, like it would be, no. I would feel like it'd be in like 3x speed that of everybody else's. Well, we, we just did a 24 hour uh, quick trip down to Florida uh, and Matt filmed the entire thing. I mean, from like us boarding the plane, we had a conversation with 120 people on the flight. That's an, that's such a lie. Only <laughs> you walked by each row time. and talked to every single person <laughs> well, as you're putting the bags up. We were, I would what say we talked about, about 15 rows. 
Okay. F- 15 rows. It's on, you'll see it, but there's only 31 yeah. rows in Grand Frontier. So that's why I was alive. But right. um, yeah, no, you would never want to see that. That would be, I'd probably get thrown in jail. And by the way, we were just talking about ghosts. What are the odds that, uh, that video didn't buffer? We, we probably, we got, probably got one on your back right now. Wi-Fi. Right? You, I mean, it's ooh. a Wi-Fi thing. I mean, yeah, it's a Wi-Fi issue. Right. You, you look like a ghost right now, Shane. I can see through your translucent. I mean, you're Maybe that, you're maybe that right side of that ice bag. I'm just going to get some sun, huh? You're, you're not wrong, man. I'm going to get some sun right yeah, after right. this, I think, lay out by the pool. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, so anyway. great episode. Chris Benjamin, the man. I've never done a time lapse. Eric, do you do any time lapses or is it just no. when you dunk on your dog and you abuse him? That's the only time I like. I like yep. showing me crossing up miles. He can't go left. I'll duck on him every single time. It's fantastic. But my time lapse videos. If I was conscious of it, then I'd be sitting upright. I'd have better lighting. Yep. I just think I don't have a good background for it. Shane, you would. You have a great lighting back there. Yeah. I'm just. I'm still scared about Lindsay's background. I just think that someone's going to be creeping through that door. <laughs> I saw somebody walk past, and I didn't want to say anything. But it, you know, who, who, for, by who? By the Lindsay's or me? No, 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 Eric. You. Someone walked past you. For sure. Oh yeah. I saw it like float was like it, that. Did it have four legs and was it an eighty pound golden dude all upside like down? It was, Shane, it was Shane Bergman uh, like this. Dude, how creepy would it be if we were filming this and Shane and Shane Bergman just walked out of that room? In in the Eric Gregor's just in the bathroom. You know, just comes out yeah. in his stupid red, you know, Freddy Krueger jacket that he wears every day. Love him. Tony Shout B's just sitting on the couch. Gosh, should I call anyway. him again? Be like. <laughs> Say the same exact thing. Just said the lose my number. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Uh, all right, everyone. Mar- marketing of the week, or we're, did we do that? No, I mean Tony B is the marketer of the week. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, welcome to Bam. Appreciate you becoming a Thank creator. You. Everybody, check out Lindsay's weekly blogs. They are super tactical, not just marketing based. This one was how to get listings with Zillow landlords. Shane, thank you for dressing up. Always appreciate you. Go follow Shane Bergman. Follow Danny Deals, and follow that. Wait, nobody asked me what I was going to be for Halloween. What are you going to be for Halloween? What are you going to be? He's been sitting on that for 43 minutes. I know. I was waiting. <laughs> what are you going to be? I'm being, I'm being bad bunny. Of course. What, yeah. Of course. What does that look like? <laughs> I mean, it basically kind of looks like Dan with, with glasses and a cap. And then him doing like weird motions like that. Exactly.